1: uh, my takeaway is that we've really missed out on the wave of key lesbian hero movies, where the most effective character in the movie is the weirdo, supposed to be in the, the background. Just the, but she just like we need we need to kill all these zombies and get some car keys. I will absolutely do that.
2: <laughs> you <know>? should. <laughs> Hi folks, welcome to welcome to a very special update episode
1: Update episode
2: of Zompocalypse Now. Uh, several years ago, Dustin and I watched Anna and the Apocalypse, and we recorded an episode talking about it, and you can find it here, and we'll link to it as well, so you can go back and listen to what, what we had to say then. But Curtis had not seen the film, and Dustin and I are both fans, so we're like, hey, it's the holidays, let's, you know, we're our usual recording night is actually fell on Christmas Eve. And then our next recording night falls on new year's Eve. So we thought we'd get together and, and just spend a little time, you know, hanging out yeah. in between the holidays and, and watching Anna and in the apocalypse. So Curtis could see it.
0: I haven't this, had this kind of gift since that white elephant party at your house where I got a copy of twilight.
1: Oh, Oh, I'm sorry to hear that buddy. Did oh you my. Like it? Um,
2: <laughs> so this is not a full episode. This is just uh, uh, Curtis Curtis's uh, thoughts and and some our thoughts about watching it again. We're not going to get the um the Dustin's patented play by play
0: recap of the film. You guys will not like this movie when I'm done with you. <laughs> That's an interesting challenge. Okay, so so everybody knows. That, well, not everybody knows. I'm going to tell you, there's two things I hate most in this world, and that is zombies, ironically, and also musicals. So what we witnessed tonight was this zombie musical. The perfect storm of things Curtis hates. The odds were stacked against it. The odds were stacked against it, and they did not tip the odds because I knew what it was going to be. Nowhere near the quality of Zombie the Musical. Oh. All, what, remember that one?
2: Oh, Curtis the Disney
0: one. I know that that was that one made me so happy. And this one, because why? Because it was like it was like standard musical. It's like somebody read a textbook about what a musical is, and then they made this movie, thinking that they could hide it behind zombies and we wouldn't notice. But I did notice with songs such as. No such thing as a Hollywood ending, which I didn't know what that had to do with any part of the script at all. There was just a bunch of kids in a cafeteria singing about Hollywood endings and making out. And then, uh, and then later on at the uh, talent show or whatever, uh, there was a very jaunty song called Not Enough Fish for Me, and that reprised for the credits. I would have appreciated that. Like if somebody's just humming in the corner while they're waiting for zombies, not enough fish for me, or you know. And uh the next note I got was for the next song, Yay jailbait. And uh that one was called <laughs> Santa's Whorechild," or Come Inside Santa
1: <laughs>
0: And uh if you could prove me wrong on that, I'd appreciate it. Um and then later on there was a song called uh, I think it's I'm called I'm Ready while well, they're going to school and all the chaos is happening around them and they don't know, which was a scene that I thoroughly enjoyed, just not the song. Let's see. What was this? What was that one? Oh, I love the special effects in this movie. I absolutely loved it. There were so many spurts and sprays and stuff. There were so many things to like about this thing. I'm just determined not to. Yeah, you've just decided. So by, the time, by the time we get done, we'll see. Uh, and then there was a song called "Human Voice," which was about not having a voice, not being able to contact your family, needing to hear their voice. You know, which I thought was a really was a pretty good song. I thought, which it it dealt directly with the plot, and I completely understood what they were doing there. And that was a good moment. Everyone in the world, I'm sorry about this note. I wrote "Soldier at War," is the least soldiery song i've ever heard it was not soldiery at all was very musically and i thought they could have at least thrown in a little a little like a little metal you know that he could work with but he's like i'm a soldier at war i like to do it all day Well I did you know, I didn't believe him. What a jerk though, that character, right? Jesus
2: Christ, yeah. that
0: guy was a jerk. I loved that he was kind of the villain. Well, he was the secondary villain. Uh, the head master was the first one. Oh, and a Scottish movie, which I really liked. That was great. Let's see here. Another one called, oh, no, no, no. Her best friend, she gave her best friend the best friend talk, and he was, the best, that was the definition of being crestfallen. I felt terrible for him until he died. And then yeah. I felt he was in a better place because there's nothing worse than being an incel with a hot best friend. Okay. So I hear on the internet. Okay. Nothing's going to stop me now was another song i think and and that one i still i don't know how that related to the story either because she was no one was stopping her at the moment and we hadn't really seen anyone be in her way (sighs) but she was determined to not be stopped so she sang that song uh, oh, and it was too late for that fucking cunt to have any kind of redemption. So they were like, we've made him too awful. We should walk this back a bit. That was a writer thing. <laughs> the it couple died. Didn't see that coming. I love the it couple. I thought they were adorable, but then they're dead and being cute dead. Yeah. And the headmaster also torn to pieces. Uh, just like the best friend. Um, dad The whole story Was was Wrapped around her getting to her dad Had to get her dad And dad uh, Got bit and is dead now And then there was a song Called I Will Believe And I don't know what that was about either I should have had Subtitles on That would have been helpful (laughs) for me probably Um Let's see, what was this one? Oh, and the last line was um, that cute little lesbian lady. She says, where to next? And I thought she said, want a napkin? Because everybody's covered in blood and no one's trying to do anything about it. You've got gore on you. Am I the only person that likes to have at least semi-clean hands? They've got Blood on their mouth. (laughs) And it's been there for 30 minutes in this movie. Oh, Oh, no, no, no. Hang
1: on. Hang on, Curtis. I have to stop the rant and, and clarify. Some of that blood has been there three days in movie time.
0: Yeah, three days in movie time. Right. Nobody's got a fucking wet nap in the apocalypse. And I will always maintain that that is a side product of apocalypsing then the credits rolled and i realized this very much had a hollywood ending they drove off into the fucking sunset the most hollywood ending so yes there's such thing as a holiday ending bringing me to back to the beginning of the film and why you should not like this movie they promised and they broke that promise feel a lot better having said all that. All in all, I enjoyed it. You may begin your defense now. Well.
2: First, first of all, before we, before we get into it, I just want to point out that the, the cute little lesbian is a lady named Sarah Swire. And she has a band called Sister Swire, who I need to listen to now. She was the choreographer for the film. Mm-hmm. So, our the the really cool, cute little lesbian character who had all the great lines and all the fantastic facial expressions and the great like oh yeah, every time she moved, it was like very she was very fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because she's among other things a choreographer. Um, So all the dance stuff in this film, um, all of the the zombie stuff, this is all her. So um, very cool, Sarah Swire. I said this on the. I think yeah. we said this on the first one. She's amazing, uh, and
0: um, I'm gonna have to check out her music. Oh, well, if, if I'd watch a video of she's choreo- choreographing things, choreographing, yes.
2: She's got her own band. I don't know how much they. Like I said, I need to I need to check and see what's out there because I don't know what
0: kind of stuff they do in her band. So, oh, probably a lot of choreography.
1: I didn't even know she had a band.
0: Before I knew anything about her, I was like, oh, God, they, got it. They, got it. they made a girl cut her hair so that she could be the lesbian in the movie. And then she turned out to be the lesbian in the movie, and I felt kind of terrible for being right about that. Of course, the short-haired girl's going to, the one with the short hair haircut, they're going to make her so that we in the Midwest can say, oh, look, there's one of those lesbians, honey. Get the dog! <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Hollywood motherfuckers. This is probably made in, like, New Jersey. But it was made it was in Scotland. Made in Scotland. Scotland. It was made in Scotland. Yeah. I feel like the movie was trying to obey Hollywood rules. Like, these are the things we've heard about that Hollywood likes, so we're going to try to put them in the movie including hollywood indie
1: i'm a big fan i'm always a proponent personally of when a uh when they try and and expand on a genre a zombie musical that is not necessarily something people would think it was it executed perfectly no was it fun? Have I enjoyed it every time I've watched it? Yeah, I mean, yes. It's okay. Got some- okay,
0: I'm going to give you that. I had fun. I had fun watching this yeah. movie. So it can't have been that bad. I'm just mad at it for being musical about zombies. That's all it is. It's personal. It has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> the movie. The movie was probably perfect. I was just mad at it. And I had a good time watching it, which made me even more mad.
2: The movie bit Curtis when he was a child, and he's never gotten <laughs> over it.
0: Um yeah. <laughs> I'm triggered you guys.
2: <laughs> so, uh in Kansas City, there was a zombie musical many many years ago. I don't know if you remember this, Curtis. Yes, I do a, actually. There, there was a feature it's film Brian. wrote it. There was a zombie musical and it's really terrible. Um Oh, you're talking
0: about the movie. Okay. I was talking yeah, about the yeah. play that
2: I... uh, No, no. Uh and so this was a um but it's 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 very entertainingly bad. Every uh, if you are of a certain age was- in the in the film film community in Kansas City, it's full of all kinds of faces you know. And um, is some-
0: uh, was that Brian Boy?
2: No, uh, Steve Williams played a cop in that, and it's so bad. Um, but anyway, it's there's there's something about bad zombie movies. Yeah, that. Is are things that we have, obviously, for all the fact that we've tortured ourselves with The Walking Dead for years, you can find episodes of the show where we talk about other things, and some of them have been about good zombie movies and bad zombie movies. But I'm a, I'm a high school theater kid, so I'm a fan of musicals. And yeah. there's a lot in this which is... I mean, the things that inspired the people who were writing this were things like West Side Story, and the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and you can see that in the songs, and then on top of the fact we've got you
0: know, it's a comedy and zombies, and, and there's just notice movie. there were there how many hat tips there were to like awesome things that they're fans of you know like I oh, mentioned yeah. that one character character's name I can't remember who it was it was Ash something. It was Ash Campbell because Bruce Campbell played Ash, and you know mm-hmm. they they were tricky about it. I really I really like that. I thought that was clever.
2: Oh, yeah, there's a there's a lot in here. They're, these are these yeah. are clearly fans of musicals and zombie films, and for a film where you know ninety nine point nine percent of the cast die, um, yeah. it is, and and it ends on this like really sad note because they have. N- where are they going to go? They're driving in a compact car across Scotland. I have news, kids. There's a whole lot of empty space in Scotland. So when your car breaks down,
0: <laughs> runs out of gas, you're screwed.
2: So yeah, I mean the
0: end. The- doesn't seem like that difficult a place to survive in. Really, it's wet. I mean, those guys were wearing. Those guys weren't even wearing pants for. A- 1200 years living up there in the wet. (laughs) It's doable. But here's the thing though. It doesn't matter where they go because wherever they're going to go, it's going to be run by a psychopathic despot who wants to have a, I don't know, some sort of savior thing or a governor thing or a, uh, or <laughs> sure. a twi- twisted group of religious uh military asshole thing or yeah.
1: <laughs> I did love that they had the, the they had the moment that we we are uh, that is one of my favorites in, in these movies when they finally get to the school and the the headmaster or the assistant principal or whatever he was when he lets them in and he's like you know, he's like, oh, uh, everybody's dead, and you should have listened to me, and they all kind of are like, oh, he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they all kind of had a moment where they're like, oh, no, he went crazy. He was already nuts, Says, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. He just he had issues man certainly at yeah. some sort of superiority complex because he was the head monster oh he had a massive
2: inferiority complex and that's yeah. It, oh it, yeah it, it's true it, it translates into being a petty little tyrant but mm-hmm. yeah i've heard that theory before i like this movie so much it is it is so cheerful in its absolute everyone's going to ness.
1: yeah and, you know, my, I love the part where, uh, when the, in the Hollywood ending song, end of the song, when the, two, when, the, when the star-crossed lovers, the lovers are singing their part, Anna is underneath them going, this is not going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. the whole point of that song is, if you expect this to be a happy ending, if you expect any of these characters to make it for any weird reason, I would put that away. Because even though this is a very jaunty musical and all okay. of the numbers are bops.
0: <laughs> when, you put it in, when you put it in that kind of perspective, okay, I get it. That's not the Hollywood ending that they're... See, I was thinking of a Hollywood ending like... Uh, uh, what's that movie with Clint Eastwood and, and Jeff Bridges?
1: No. And, well, no, you're absolutely right. This is, they, the, A lot of the tropes that they subvert, they also lead into because it is a Hollywood ending for this film there will be blood is a good
0: example of what i would think a hollywood ending is there will be blood's a good example
2: in a in a teen movie from the 80s the geeky best friend gets the girl at the end of the movie the geeky best friend doesn't get the girl he
0: dies the the girl the girl who bonkers on the cred for 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 that decision killing that kid I really, really yeah. thought it was going to go the direction where those two were going to see the love they have for each other and be at, be together at the end, like a Hollywood ending. And then, oops, that was an assumption that, that they got me off. I, I, I respect that, that they did that to me.
2: The male character who survived is the one who the female lead only trusts, as far as he can keep her he can keep her and himself alive they broke up she's pissed at him that hasn't stopped they're not going to fall into each other's arms yeah i mean and so i mean there's yes it it is a hollywood ending but it's also like the first the first song predicts yeah. a lot of the movie the first version of this isn't a hollywood ending yeah um and which of course is a musical thing that yeah,
0: it's textbook. It's textbook. The first song foreshadows the ending. Same thing. You know, the first the first scene in a play should foreshadow the ending too, but be real sneaky about it. They're not. They're not breaking new ground on the musical side of this. Well, it's it's solid what they've made. It's just this this, this format of anything just isn't my favorite. I, I have some favorite musicals and stuff. There's some that I like. There's one that I'd like because I was in it and I had a great time, but I don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. It was fun to sing the songs and dance with the people, and I think that's what a lot of people love because I don't know a lot of musical theater actors who go see musical theater weird there must be some sort of narcissistic character about actors or something i guess i'll look that yeah. up Yeah, look that up on the google the chat think That might be a thing that happens
1: <laughs> yeah. it's almost like it's almost like artists aren't interested in anyone else's work really
0: yes <laughs> they're certainly not interested in saying anything nice about somebody else's work you know so I see that on the, on the painting uh, pages on Facebook where people are just like, congratulations. And, and these people have this painting that clearly took six months, and that's what they got to say. There's a rude group, though, where people are like, are you fucking kidding me with this?
1: I liked this movie. I've liked it all the times I've watched it. Usually I can watch a movie... couple If I, if I watch a movie every couple of years... I will get tired of it, but this is probably the third time that I've seen Apocalypse since like 2018, and I've liked it every time.
0: I felt like it would be a really good idea for me not to miss this viewing because both you and Tim were willing to watch it another time, and uh, I don't feel that way about a lot of the things that we watch, but... Mm. I would if I saw this on if I was flipping past it on TV, I'd probably stop anyway. Till until uh, Soldier at War starts, and then I've got to get out. That was terrible.
1: No, I for me, I could probably like Jamila, my my twelve year old, was kind of poked her head in to see what I was doing, and said, "I'm watching a movie. You watch this movie with me." And she said no. Okay, whatever. And so she left the room. And uh, about 20 minutes in, after Hollywood ending, and, uh, like, right about the time that they were all, like, at work, you know? hmm And she walked back in. I asked her again. I was like, hey, you haven't missed anything important. Do you want to... You know, jump in here and watch this, so for me, if I could cut out the first maybe twenty minutes of this movie i don't need i don't need the hitting us over the head with the fact this girl wants to leave town so bad yeah and and then at the end, she like all of her reasons to it's just like they. I feel like they beat it over our, our heads with like, "I'm leaving. I'm leaving town. No one can stop me from leaving." And her her best friend, who she is, he, who she is probably in love with, wants her to stay, but is afraid to tell her. And her dad wants her to stay, and you know, and so by the end of the movie, all of the reasons that she would have to stay in that town are gone course she has no choice but to flee by the end of the movie yeah uh but her reasons for leaving are so different uh and i could have I, I guess i could have done without all of that, that story about her wanting to leave because she because the way she leaves ultimately is not the way she would have wanted to leave uh so that's a thought i had i don't necessarily mind soldier at war uh as a song for a for a Dumb gay musical.
0: Am I mistaken in thinking that in this dumb gay musical that you mentioned, that that might have been the gayest part of it?
1: Yes, I think that's kind of the point. Like it's supposed to be obviously, like it's that song in the musical that's like we're the. It's like a song song in Beauty and the Beast. Look at how manly I am. Look at the performance I'm putting on
0: for you. I think I get it. I think, because if you remember in West Side Story, this is like their West Side Story fight scene. Mm -hmm. West Side Story has very much the same kind of thing. If you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. And that is also kind of gay. And that's fine. Extremely gay. Get it. I get it. I don't think I'm supposed to say that, though. Well,
1: and also, I. This is something, like you said, I, you never think they're going to have the guts to kill off the cute, nerdy best friend who's secretly in love with the m- main character. Like That guy, like, and that's really, I mean, that's one of the reasons My Girl is such a classic. Because they, you know, kill off little Hobie, or whatever his name is, who is the a titular My Girl's first love. And you know he dies in that such a horrible way. Oh, it gives you, it gives you it Makes that movie better than it is, honestly.
0: I thought he just got a bee sting. But he was allergic to bees. Yeah, yeah. And he
1: he got the bee sting because she had lost her mother's ring. Her mother had died, and her they had lost the ring when they discovered there were bees in the tree. So he went back to get her ring, and when they found him dead, he had her ring in his hand. Oh man! Oh, you not? Rem- you were? Did you not have a babysitter show you this movie when you were eight and have it indelibly burned into your brain for some very specific key scenes? <laughs> it
0: was like nineteen twenty. When that movie came out, I, I wasn't interested.
1: Uh, I don't remember when it came out. Cal- Macaulay Culkin was little. He was he was, but he's not much younger than me.
0: It was his first so movie after like, I, Home Alone.
1: Doesn't matter anyway. Um, I like that the aggro jerk jock is an aggro jerk jock whole way through. Uh, you know he doesn't really have like a turn being being a sweetheart. You know, even after all of his friends are dead, you could tell that he wants to like. But he, we don't get a song from him that's like, I'm "Gonna stop being a dickhole."
0: <laughs> that would so, be a little no. on the nose,
2: and I like we kind of do. We kind of do, so that when, when he tells her to go find her dad, and he's the last, and he's fighting off the zombies, and he does a reprise of the, you know, his dumb soldier, soldier song. Soldier at War. It's, it's oh such, yeah,
0: he does. He, like, gives it another go.
2: It's so, but it's, but it's so, like, low energy. It's him, basically him mm-hmm. going, you know, him, him trying to to make himself feel, like, he's strong and so they they give him a little bit of a redemption arc because of course he's like you can't when when she try, offers her you know to kill her dad and he's like no don't do it because he's traumatized by killing his own father yeah so they give they give these little bits but the thing is is that they only give him bits they don't give him the they don't turn him into the yeah. You know, now now they are going to fall into each other's arms because that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> She's more likely to end up with yeah. with uh, the cool lesbian girl.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would like to know what that girl was looking for for in a mate, though, because see, here's my here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's a way I would like the world to change. Right. And when, when you get the friend speech, right? Like she said, "You no, 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 you're not my best friend. You're my best friend." She should have just mm-hmm. said, "I'm not attracted to you because I'm I'm looking for a best friend that I want to fuck." But Curtis, she's a teenager. I don't want to fuck you. What's that? She's a
2: teenager. She's a teenager. No teenager is that self aware that they say the right thing at that moment grown human beings
0: if they'd let me have 20 minutes at that school down the street i could get these kids straightened out
2: (laughs) that
1: (laughs) yes absolutely curtis i also i also tire of the best friend trope oh sure that the the you know but because because it's tired and it and it And it has become such a stereotype that it has seeped into reality, you know? The idea that um, that if you just hang on long enough, then she's going to fall in love with you, or he's going to fall in love with you, is not realistic. And it's also more realistic that... The people that you connect with of a, of your opposite or of, a, of the, another gender than you, the people that you connect with on a personal level are going to end up being better friends to you Oh no? I would say that I know for a fact that both of you have uh, friendships with beautiful extremely attractive women are
0: funny and and do you know cool, do you know what they said, you- said to me they said i really enjoy our friendship and i'm not attracted to you so i can respect them but if they're just like afraid that i'm going to go away you know then just kind of you know that she wasn't treating him very well not at all Right, but that's part of the trope. Is that's 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 why they subvert. That's
1: why it's so good that they subverted the trope. They were they had the conversation literally exactly where they are supposed to have it, where he confesses that he's always had feelings for her, and she says, "No, you're my best friend. I can't. I don't want to jeopardize that." They are then supposed to have a falling out, which they did. Then they are supposed to come back together, which they started to do. And then his ass was fucking bitten by a zombie. Yeah. They never had, they never got the follow through of what would be the fourth part of that reconciliation was the realizing that they are meant to be together and falling, and her realizing she's in love with him. That's the trope they were following, like letter, word for word. Exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. Whereas the other trope that they subverted was jerky, cocky asshole that eventually shows his soft side and, and the girl falls for because she knew he was a jerky, cocky asshole even as he began to become a better person throughout the course of this. And she knew she didn't want to be with him any, either.
0: Like she, so, saw him, you know, she saw him gently feeding squirrels when he thought no one was looking. So she was like, oh, he has a heart. And then... Yeah. Well, yeah. Then he does something mean, and she's like, you can't fool me. Well, I that happened. That happened,
2: bef- that happened before the movie started, is where they were, they were a couple. And she told him all her, her secrets and her hopes and her dreams, and then he dumped her because he was an asshole. So, mm-hmm. you know... There's a lot that's very clever going on in this movie and it is relentlessly cheerful <laughs> at moments where it's like this is a really upbeat song. Look, zombies are eating people.
0: Right. I could see I could see this 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 musical happening at my high school. I think somebody has done a, a actual stage
2: musical version of this.
1: Yeah, there might be, there, there's research we could have possibly done to find out. I feel like this might have been a musical before, but I didn't do any research. No, it wasn't and a musical it's been before. out for really several is. years, and so I'm not going to... Yeah, this was... Uh, do you guys remember the uh, After Midnight Theater used to put on, uh, on around Halloween, like they did Night of the Living Dead, and they did Day of the Dead, they did um, something, a couple of other, like,
0: uh, stage... Ron McGee's of,
1: theater. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I remember that stuff. Sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, this also is what this reminded me very much of those shows. Mm. Yeah. Because they were, you know, like it was totally like I loved how in this movie the zombies were essentially okay. Well, only important when they need to be important. <laughs> Like, yeah. they'll stand around. They'll stand around and face that way. And if you can keep them facing that way and they don't notice you, that's fine. They're not going to do anything because they're, they're over there. I like that. And it hits me every time at the end when the, when the young couple have both been bitten and turned into zombies and they're just, like, wandering around the rooms. Their hands touch briefly, but their brains are gone, and so they don't remember that they sacrifice themselves to be together
0: yeah and, you know oh man it was very yeah, touching
2: good, one. good moment
0: so what you're saying curtis
2: so curtis yeah
1: <laughs> did we turn you around
0: <laughs> Confess, curtis. Confess. Well, if anybody asks i'm gonna say i hate this movie but i will watch it again probably sometime <laughs> And you
1: know what? You know what? You will find yourself humming the songs. Hollywood ending pops up in my brain occasionally, and I will just be, you know, hear like that little, The, the, Hollywood, ending. Yeah. <laughs> the,
0: the Hollywood ending.
2: This Hollywood ending. This has become one of my Christmas films this is one of the films during the christmas season i will watch rare exports i'll watch this movie i'll watch scrooged i know the argument about die hard being a christmas movie of course it's a christmas movie um but i don't necessarily watch it during christmas but you know these are these are the fun like i've ever seen that one. these are the fun you haven't seen die hard
0: I'm kidding. Of course, I have. I was gonna. I was gonna say, oh no, oh no. Uh, <laughs> I, was just gonna... I honestly,
1: I would have been like, bravo, Curtis. Had not seen die. if You had made it this long, being <laughs> the man I know you to be, and not having seen Die Hard, absolutely standing ovation to that. Yeah, I would have been. I, um, have,
0: been I, I have seen. Uh, I have standard. seen. I have never seen Die Hard Two, the Airport One. I've never seen that one. It's Of the sequels, sure. it's a better one of the sequels. The third one's great. I like that one.
1: The Die Hard with the Vengeance. Die Hard with a Vengeance is really good. favorite thing about the Die Hard sequels is literally none of them were written as a Die Hard sequel. Yeah. It all were other movies that somebody was like, well, let's just change the main character's name to John McClane and make this happen.
0: That's what I like about them. I, I like that a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yep. All right. Well, Curtis has clearly uh, been won over by the allegedly the happiness and holiday joy of Anna and the Apocalypse. No matter what he tells the general public, Um, and you, dear listeners, uh, know the truth. All right, folks. We hope we hope that you have enjoyed uh, coming back to Anna Anna and the Apocalypse. If you haven't seen it, obviously, we encourage that you do check out the previous episode where we talk about it. And again, we'll have the link in the show notes so you can listen to that. And um, as always, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We hope that you're having a great holiday season, Um, getting a chance to see friends and family. Or if you like being by yourself during the holidays, we hope you're enjoying that as well. (laughs) Gentlemen, as always, thank you. Thank you, Curtis, for watching this along with Dustin and I, watching it again. We're glad that you both hated it and truly enjoyed it
0: yeah i think i think uh, i think i enjoyed watching this with you guys the most there we go so thank you sir thank you
2: thank you dustin thank you tim see we did things out of order we can change here folks we're flexible we're not trapped in our ways Ah, except we are
1: i'm scared i don't like it
2: And as always, folks, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening, and we will see you on our next episode of Zompocalypse Now. Good times, boys. I'll see you all so later. Zompocalypse Now is produced and recorded by Timothy Harvey, Dustin Adair, and Curtis Smith for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved.